Hi friends, welcome back to Orb Magic. As I said, I'm going to make recordings in season three from an amazing book called Revelations of Today, recorded by Dr. R.L. Frederick of the Direct Voice Trans Channel Medium Colleen Britt in the 1950s in Colorado. You can see previous recordings for how amazing this little book is. Today, I'm going to read to you again from a short chapter for just a few minutes of an amazing personality you might recognize. These are his exact words as channeled with witnesses through the direct voice medium, Colleen Britt. You're going to hear some traffic in the background, (laughs) some high school kids practicing baseball, which I love those sounds and they have their music playing a little bit. So I just thought I would be in nature listening to the sounds of folks practicing baseball. A little bit of traffic, so I apologize if that bothers you. (laughs) So let us begin. And I quote, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great pleasure for me to step in here tonight. They called me Benjamin Franklin. Perhaps you have read of me or heard of me in some capacity. In the case you had not, however, I might say that I did a great deal of scientific research and a little inventing and a little writing. I do not know just what you would call me. Perhaps that's what they call a statesman. Well, I do not know, but that is as good as any word. My pleasure in coming here tonight is doubled because of the vibration I feel within this circle. I have come to be attracted by just such a vibration or vibratory waves as are emanating from this group as you sit. I was very much interested in electricity while on the earth plane, so perhaps that is one reason I am still interested in it. And I do want to say to you that communication... With the spirit world as you know it is closely associated with electricity in my life upon the earth plane i did a great deal of traveling i always seem to develop a desire to see new places no matter how well situated i was still i had a desire to see something that i had not seen before because of that i traveled a great deal in europe and in the country of England. In these travels, when the newness had worn out, I spent a great deal of my time in studying the people and learning their reactions to certain stimuli. In the country of Europe, I was interested by the different opinions that were found among many people of the different localities there. I studied many people in many walks of life. I was interested in them not so much from a viewpoint of their physical activities as I was from a viewpoint of their mental reactions. Physical activities of people are caused in most cases by climate and their surroundings and perhaps by heredity. But I could not figure out logical reasons for the great discrepancies in opinions in regard to religious views. I was interested by these different opinions I found that in all the walks of life, from the peasant home to the halls of the so-called intellectual, that their reactions in regard to religious ideas were all a result of superstition. They all believed, it seemed, 
in a God or not, but they did not put their trust in a love of God, but instead were ruled by a fear of this God. Religion, as I watched it, did very little for the people. In fact, it caused many fights and many battles, too. In all walks of life, as I could see it, it caused more unhappiness than it did happiness. They did not seem to have a joyous attitude about it. They did not have a happy thought of their heaven, but rather a horror of their hell. I carried these thoughts in my mind from one trip upon unto another. I made these same findings in the countries of Great Britain. Superstition and fear were the ruling attributes of their so-called religion. I know times have changed since I was upon the earth plane. But even so, as I travel about today, I find that those who are still classed as the religious people are still afraid of hell. That is not making much progress in thought. In my meeting, all of these various people in my travels, I was glad to disregard religion and think of it of no value. I was also an outspoken individual, and when I would return to this country of the United States, I would speak my thoughts. I did not say that I did not believe in God, but because I did not uphold religion, my reputation was that I was a godless man. That did not worry me, of course. Nothing of that nature would worry me at that time, because through my own experiences, I was convinced beyond the shadow of a doubt that the universe was functioning by a plan and not just by chance. I knew that the power behind such a universal plan was certainly great enough to be called a god. As I played, as it were, with my electrical experiments, I always wished that somehow I might contact and be able to understand some message from some greater mind power than that of we upon the earth plane. That was always in my mind. Perhaps that is what encouraged me to do what I did in the line of research and invention. From these people whom I studied, I learned a great many things. I do not care to try to tell you people how to live. I only want to express a few thoughts which, in their reality, are powerful. I learned that it is wrong, it is against natural law, to endeavor to make any other individual think the same thoughts which you think. You never can accomplish that. The effort itself is worthless, and the whole intent is against the law of nature. I found that when I would endeavor to tell some friend of mine that I did not believe in a personal God, I did not convert him to my way of thinking. All I accomplished was to create within his mind a doubt that I was a God-fearing man. I did not want you to ever try to convince another individual that your way of thought is the right and his is wrong. No matter how right you may be, it is the other individual is not at the same time seeking for knowledge, then your efforts fall by the wayside. You create negative thoughts in his mind rather than positive. If you have an idea which you wish to present to another, do not argue the point. Simply express your opinion and leave it there. Due to the laws of this thing you call vibration, 
which is affected by the electrical currents in and about you, is a subject which could cover many pages. Cooperate with it. Do not go against it. I learned, too, in my meeting with all these various people, that the word good and the word bad are entirely negative. It is no harm to say of another that is a good man. You can create nothing harmful by that expression, whether he be good or whether he is not. It is only your own opinion, yet you have created nothing to harm. But do not ever say there is a bad man. You do not know whether that individual is bad or whether he is not. You would have nothing by which to judge, only your own opinion, which is very inconsequential. By saying such a thing, you have set upon the vibratory wave negative reactions, which will carry on and on throughout the universe. You and your friends could never agree on a definition of good or of bad, then why should you, as an individual, ever express a thought with negative vibrations involved? Another thing I learned of these many, many people was that morality is a thing not of a religious nature and is, for the most part, not at all involved with your words, which we just discussed, those of good or bad. Morality is a point of opinion on which very few could agree. At the time I lived upon the earth plane, I was considered a very worldly man. I have come to believe that the principal reason for that was because I possessed no fear of expressing my beliefs. I followed no other man in what he prescribed as a way of life that I lived and saw fit. Certainly every man has that right, but I studied this thing which you call morality in the present homes and also again in the homes where art and education ruled their time. I want to tell you that morality has nothing to do with whether or not an individual is given a good place or a poor place in the spirit world. Morality is a thing of the physical. It is based upon intelligence. The individual has been given his body for his use upon the physical plane. What he does to it upon the physical plane makes a great deal of difference as far as his health, his happiness upon the earth plane. But what he does with it makes no difference with what he can accomplish in the spirit world. I learned from these people too that happiness is within an individual. He does not find it. He makes it. You will find happiness. You must create it. You cannot travel and hunt for some climate that will make you content. You cannot find some scenic spot that will make it a joy to live there. The only way that happiness will come within your life is for you to realize that it is within you now. You must build within the soul the inner being of you. You must build your own happiness. No one can give it to you. No one can take it from you. I learned from these people too that activity of the body, activity of the physical, has the tendency to make them realize their happiness. Happiness may be of no note from your viewpoint. But for the other individual, it may be perfect. This country wherein you live has failed to realize that. They are very restless, unhappy themselves. 
yet they are ever anxious to go to some other country, go to some other individual, and tell him how he should spend his time, how he should improve his life. Yet within himself he has not found happiness. The great salvation of this country where you live is for each and every man and woman to realize that he has a life to live. He has a physical body to care for. He has a soul, if such you want to call it, to minister unto. By doing these things, by knowing himself, then he will create within himself that happiness which will radiate upon all about him. My life upon the earth plane was a source of satisfaction to me, yet not until my later years, when I was not a young man any more, did I realize that just at my feet lay my happiness. I have trampled it in the dirt. I had disregarded it, yet it took me a lifetime to realize from whence happiness comes. It is a pleasure to greet you tonight. I am sure that on the earth plane, I would have been happy to have you as my friends. You cannot see me here as I see you, but each in his own way has painted upon the more of his soul, that which lives and dwells within. I am happy now in this life of spirit. I have found much work to do. I shall spend much time in returning and speaking to those upon the earth plane. I still am of the opinion that there is no personal God, but that there is a God of wisdom, of power, and of beauty. You and every living individual are a part of God. I want you to, to tell you that to your friends. Do not expect them to believe it. Do not insist that they do. Yet in some time of trial, they will remember your words. I would like to speak to you again another time. <laughs> it is a pleasure for me to express my thoughts to you. I hope it has been of some pleasure to you. I give you my blessing and I tell you good night. End quote. Those are the words of Mr. Benjamin Franklin through the direct voice medium, Colleen Britt, as recorded by Dr. R.L. Frederick in a book called Revelations of Today in 1954 in a trans-channeled mediumship reading and recording. Thanks for being here again at Orb Magic. I hope you're well. And remember, love is the answer. See you soon.